Welcome to Con Langery, the podcast about constructed languages and the people who create them. I'm George Corley. Uh, today is going to be a short episode, just me. Uh, we are going to return with full episodes in February, uh, as long as everything works out. I think it will. So today, uh, this is the first episode of the new year, and I am, uh, this is my second time attempting to record this, uh, Hopefully, I won't have any more audio issues. Uh, but uh, I wanted to uh, do this episode as sort of looking back at uh, the what happened last month, uh, Lexember. So if you don't know, uh, a bunch of conlangers have, have started this event during December where they create one word in their conlang every day. And it can... It's, you can share it between several conlangs. The uh, a lot of people suggest that you do just one conlang during for this, and uh, you are highly encouraged to post your word daily words uh, publicly on on the internet in some form, either in a blog post or just put it on Twitter or something like that. So I wanted to uh, I participated a little bit, but uh, the end of December got crazy for me, so I started it, and then I kind of uh, got uh, a little bit <laughs> uh, too busy for it, and then kind of uh, gave it up. I'll make it one of my resolutions through to this year to uh, try to stick it all the way through Luxembourg. But I did want to highlight some words that other people created, and uh, I... Got all of these from Twitter. Uh, if you uh, followed the uh, Conlangery account, you may have seen at least uh, times when I was checking that I retweeted a lot of uh, Lexember words that I found uh, interesting or cool. So I'm going to go through a bunch of those um, uh, and uh, I will um, just highlight different words that I went through Usually, most all of these words are things that I think are interesting for some some semantic reason either a clever metaphor or um, an interesting uh, extension of meaning or something like that so let's get started with it the first one you know no no uh, worries about conflict of interest here just my co-host uh, William is the first happens to be the first one on my list. Uh, he had Ihar, and I believe this is in a new conlang called Kata. And uh, Ihar, the base meaning is see or look at, but it also means try to. So he doesn't give any sort of explanation, but he has examples on his Tumblr. But I thought it's it was an interesting sort of extension of C. I'm not sure if he got that from his research of things or if he came up with that. Uh, William, you know, uh, is behind the Conlanger Thesaurus, so he looks up, he, he, he's, he's been doing a lot of reading about common correspondences between uh, meanings of words and such. So the next one that we'll talk about uh, came from uh, someone, he goes by Kausas Verbi in, 
on Twitter, and I will link to all of the uh, all of these either blog posts or tweets in the show notes so that people can uh, follow along. It was, I believe this would be Kopoyamtuki, and it means telescope, which, okay, a word for telescope, I'm not going to, that's not the, the interesting thing, but the interesting thing was that he added a note here, he says, but more modern ones are called telecope, so, and that's a borrowing from English, so that was something I think thought about, and I think that's an interesting thing. Uh, whenever you're making words, and even for Lexember, even if you're just trying to do things, you know, one day at a time, it's an interesting thing to, I, I think it's a good thing to do when you're making words for your language to um, always be thinking about synonyms and related words and other other things that ha- can have similar scope so the idea that you know he has this kopoyamtuki uh, is maybe for for an older telescope like um, I don't know like a, a telescope from Galileo's time or maybe even a little later but like something that's 20th or 21st century you call a telecope that's that seems like a realistic sort of division sometimes uh you get that kind of thing uh going on in in real languages so uh i want to uh so the next one is nebnoel i don't know how to pronounce his uh twitter name uh, but uh, this guy created a word, uh, snuga, meaning a dandruff flake. The, the interesting thing was is that it's a singulative derivation of sniffs, dandruff. So I really like when people do these sort of grammatical derivations for things that, you know, you know do, doing – these sort of uh, grammatical changes, and there's another example that I'll I'll get to later. And uh, uh, I could see, uh, I don't know. I would like to know. You know, what? Where else does the singulative come up? Does it uh, also come up for uh, one strand of hair or a drop of water? Things like that. That would be an interesting thing. So, because it looks like he's sort of drawing you know a single unit out of a mass noun so it would be interesting if he if that's um uh how well since it's since it has is a derivation with a name i assume that it's you know more general than just the one the um next one and for some reason when i was going through these i ended up picking up a lot of them that people did on the third day i don't know Maybe that's just ones that I retweeted a lot or or what. But I tried to get some, some for later in the month, too. But this is, and I'm going to butcher this horribly, it's Quagilara. Uh, the feeling of dread between knowing you messed up and the anger of the, from the one you wronged. Uh, looking at this now, I'm like, I'm thinking I'm not exactly sure what the meaning is. I'm. I'm assuming that it's 
the point where you know you messed up, but the person who would be affected by it doesn't know yet is what I'm thinking. That's an interesting, very sort of specific meaning that, you know, it's interesting to have words like that. I wouldn't, when, when you're making words, I would say, don't make all words like this because with these like super, super awesome, interesting, specific meanings for specific feelings or something like that. But now and again, they're very, uh, sort of cool to, uh, to see things like that. Uh, this is another grammatical thing that I thought was actually really interesting. So, um, uh, Jan Strasser, um, I'm not even sure if I went to try to pronounce his Twitter name, but, uh, uh, they'll, I'll link to the tweet. He's has, uh, uh, Nagari, uh, I believe actually. And it's a verb and it has, you know, it has punctual meanings and durative meanings. So un- under punctual, it means bring, fetch, deliver. Under durative, it means collect, accumulate, supply. So I, 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 I'm guessing this is sort of like, you know, that punctual is, is referring more, uh, punctual and durative are sort of aspect, uh, categories and that the, the, the meaning changes in this way. So you, you have bring, fetch, deliver. Those are very specific events that you know, happen in a point in time, collect, accumulate, supply, those occur over a period of time, so the the durative. I really like this. I really like when when people use even when people choose to have words that change in meaning on inflectional morphology. And I don't know if it's entirely a inflectional or a derivational thing, but uh often often you can sort of uh you know gray the boundary between the two fuzzy the boundary between the two by having uh you know very big changes in meaning from more regular derivative um inflectional categories um uh this is one uh from Talmach or Talmach it's in his language is Jovian, and the word is hintel, uh, pretzel or ampersand. I just thought that was that was that was an interesting visual thing to uh, to think about. If you don't don't understand where the 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 semantic relationship is coming from, look at a picture of a pretzel and look at a picture of an ampersand, an and sign, and you will get it. So. Uh, this is, uh, this next one, uh, is, uh, I'm linking to a, a GitHub page for this guy, uh, Dean Moonfire. And, um, this was on December 4th. He submitted this. It was, um, uh, the page actually has three variations that look like they're tone variations, but I'm looking at, uh, the middle one, which looks like it's a uh, mid-tone on the uh, on the penultimate syllable, maybe. So it's uh, tubine, uh, a child who has many skills but no specialization. 
or a child with an uncertain clan affiliation. And there's also um, references to adults. There's a, a masculine that refers to an adult man who's a jack of all trades. And then the same thing, uh, it's feminine that refers to a woman. So, um, and it's all tone differences, but only the child version has the second meaning of the uncertain clan affiliation. So I thought that was an interesting thing. Not only, um, you know, having this interesting, um, this interesting shift in meaning, but also only applying it to one out of a series of, I'm assuming this is, uh, a gender difference in, in, in the nouns. So that's an interesting thing. And, I think it's interesting because uh, I don't know what his reasoning was for putting that second meaning only on the child version, but I could see possibly that a child who has a jack of all trades is not really such a common thing. So maybe, you know, this word logically existed, but got, gets shifted in meaning. Here we have uh, another friend of mine, um, uh, uh, Christophe Grancier uh, Um And I saw this, and um, so I saw the tweet for this, and I, it was interesting in itself. But then once I clicked through to his uh, Tumblr page explaining it, it got even more interesting. So the word is uh Tneban um alright yeah Tneban no Tneban uh I'm not sure if I'm doing the E correctly but it says war, warfare, conflict, bad health, also as an adjective unhealthy. So that's interesting in itself that there's a metaphor relating war to health. You would say to bad health say you know um disease is war or war is disease i don't know exactly how how it goes but the interesting thing was that he said he already had a word for peace and i'm not sure how his romanization works is it yeah but um he had a word for peace that also meant good health so when he made the word for war, he just sort of mirrored that. And, you know, that can be interesting. You know, you don't have to make antonyms symmetrical in that way in their meanings. But I thought when I was reading this post, I was thinking, you know, Christoph, maybe if you listen to this, maybe you could actually, actually extend this because it looks like you have – sort of a cognitive metaphor of uh, peace is healthy, war is unhealthy, or something like that, uh, maybe you could extend it in, in different ways, maybe make, uh, make uh, germs mean the same thing as em enemy soldiers or something like that to, to make it even more sort of uh, a fun metaphor going on. And finally, this was on the 31st, and it was just appropriate to that particular day. 
the word is from uh, coming from uh, Andre. His Twitter handle is at Seven Orbs, and the word is free to make a firm decision to do something. And uh, so uh, he even has like a little an example in the Twitter post as an image. And his example translates as, I made resolutions today. I hope I won't leave them undone. I just thought it was interesting. What it looks like he's doing is something I really encourage, is that he wanted to translate the idea of a New Year's resolution, uh, where, you know, you make a, you, you res- resolve to do something good in the New Year, something to improve some part of your life. But he didn't want to just trans- directly make a word that means resolution in his language. He just was thinking, okay, how making a New Year's resolution, how do the pe- speakers of my conlang say that? And that's the question I think you should be asking. Whenever you're doing translations for conlangs, um, don't be... Don't be into trying to translate things word for word. What you should be trying to do is um, look at whole sentences, uh, even like whole paragraphs, but whole sentences at least, and be thinking of of how will my con people say that. Because anyone who's done any translation at all or looked at any translation at all will tell you that with real natural languages going from one language to the other, you ha- you can't translate word for word because it will not make sense. It'll be weird. So that's what translators do is they go sentence by sentence and they make all kinds of decisions and based on what are com- more common phrases and etc. So I think that's, a mode of thinking that um, conlangers really should do when they're using translation to build their conlangs, but that it's easy to uh, get out of doing because for a conlang, it's easy just to make the word you need. Uh, So I think uh, that this is a very interesting, uh, very good uh, sort of example of something that you should be doing. If you're making words for conlang and doing translations uh, from your native language. So, that was all that I wanted to uh, do today. today. Um, be looking for another episode next month. I will see you then, and happy conlanging! Thank you for listening to Conlangery. You can find our archives and show notes at conlangery.com. You can send questions, comments, or topic or featured language suggestions to conlangery at gmail.com. To submit a conlang or natlang greeting for the top of the show, see our contribute page for details. Web space for conlangery is provided by the Language Creation Society, and our theme music is by Null Device.